What up, ladies and gents? It's Friday, and we got another great show for you guys. Young entrepreneurs struggling with too much going on in your business? Well, let's narrow that down. Let's do it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, I am down one bro today, so I'm going to do my best to hit this fire intro for our guest today. So here we go. All right. So Vanessa Zami is a business expert. She's a keynote speaker and best-selling author dedicated to full-time employee transitions to entrepreneurship by building their business while they're employed. So her consulting company, Your Vision Catalyst, coaches and advises nine to fivers, you know, that's the people who clock in from nine to five, on how to build their profit producing, purpose driven business without being overwhelmed. Now, this is not saying that hustling is bad, it's how you're hustling that they gotta fix. So Vanessa's background, by the way, includes management science and engineering degree. She knows a lot of math. Right. And uh, from Stanford University and her strategic leadership roles in Fortune 500 companies makes her very viable to help you out in your business. So if you guys are interested, by the way, we're going to have her information scrolling at the bottom of the screen uh, and you can go to your vision catalyst or as we're going to have scrolling on the bottom of the screen here, vzami.com. Vanessa, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot to give you the party entrance music. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. There we go. <laughs> shout out to Jessica for watching. Hey, Jessica. Shout out to Startup Hustle TV. And, uh, and the broski says, uh, nice job on the fire intro. All right. Thanks, James. Give me a little, a, a little bit of love. All right, Vanessa, let's do this. So Stanford, first of all, what an accomplishment. How does someone get to Stanford, uh, and then decide where to go from there? That's already like at the top. That's a great question. Uh, so I actually am first generation born in America and my mother is originally from Haiti. And so I grew up in Brooklyn, New York and Boston, Massachusetts. And, how did I study at Stanford? Uh, I was just good at studying and working hard, pretty much. Essentially, that's what happened there. Um, I didn't, my mother wasn't really like, oh, education. She was getting food, water, and shelter. And I just had to take care of everything else for myself. And so I, I did that. Um, and with that in mind, I, you know, went, went to Stanford on the other side of the country. Uh, and yeah, that's essentially what happened. I actually came in pre-med. I did not come in as an entrepreneur. I came in pre-med. I was going to be a neurosurgeon. It was a whole thing. I was like, yeah, 13-year plan. And then midway through, it was like, no, there are other ways to help people, it turns out. So, uh, yes. Oh, dude. All right, Vanessa, but that's not that's not unique. Like, there's so many people, and that's one of, my, one of, my, one of the biggest uh, issues I have with college today. It's not that college is bad. It's not that education is bad. It's just a very expensive way to decide on what you want to do, right? There's so many people who have mm -hmm. no idea, or they get a degree, and then they go out and do something completely different. Never knew that this opportunity of entrepreneurship and finding a way to do something that you love to do that makes you some money is even a viable option. So yeah. you went to med school and then decided to go into entrepreneurship. Tell me a little bit about that path. Yeah. So didn't go, didn't make it to med school. I essentially went to different classes and courses, did that while still an undergrad and then decided to go to corporate America, corporate America. Mm. Then <laughs> corporate America, 
I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't the, I, so I started out, my first salary out of corporate America was two and a half times the salary my mother will ever make in her life. And I was like, yeah, I made it. Yeah. Woo. And then three months into it, I did not want to get out of bed. I was like, what is this life? This is awful. <laughs> like, no, no, no. So then I had, I was like, okay, maybe it's just like the project. Went to another project. I was like, okay, maybe it's a company. Maybe it's not the, it's maybe not corporate America. It's a company. Went to a different company. It was just time and time again, I was just getting signs from the universe that this was not it. Now, the thing is, I still thought of entrepreneurship as something that other people did because I didn't really have an example of like, oh, entrepreneurship is for me. So then <laughs> when I read, I read Shad Poor Dad. And at that time, I was making a six-figure salary in corporate America and all that jazz. And so, but I remember that poor dad and, and I had terrible boss though. But I, so I remember that poor dad and I realized, oh, wait a second. There's this other way of life. It's called entrepreneurship and it's accessible to everyone. It's oh, not wait, wait, just wait. for like- I want to <laughs> pause there because that was the very first book I ever- So I got almost straight A's in high school, right? But I didn't really read a book. I just found a way how- I, I learned how school worked and I knew how to get A's, right? I, that, that was a thing. Uh, and, and, but when I graduated, that book was the first book I picked up. And, and mm. like you're describing, it just opened my eyes to a world I didn't know existed, right? I yeah. thought it was go to school, get a job, work and get that pension. I had this concept of, of retirement as being something that happens when you're 65, something when you put in 30 years at a company. Yeah. I had no idea that it was a cash flow problem, not an age <laughs> problem. Indeed. And agreed, agreed. And especially it was at that moment when I was in corporate America. And I was remember at some point I was like, okay, this, before I even picked up the book, before I even heard about the book, I forget even how I even got the book. I remember the book came and I was reading it on the train. But I said, before I even got the book, I literally was like, this cannot be the next 30 years. Like it cannot make, like this doesn't make, like there's something missing here that I'm not getting. Like I don't get it. And then, the, you know, another 30 years, assuming the retirement age stays the same. Like, I, like this cannot be. And no, so hell no. <laughs> exactly exactly yes what the video just said right and then i read the book and i was like oh it doesn't have to be and so from there it was it was a whole just like whole new world essentially was opened up to me yeah all right well well let's let's go into this then so I, I'm, I'm getting in the habit of asking the entrepreneurs that come on the show to tell me what are they selling? Why am I asking that? So mm -hmm. I want you to tell the audience what is it that you're selling because I know that there's so many entrepreneurs out there, myself included, that have so many different backgrounds that when you ask something as simple as what are you selling, uh, we get stuck because we don't really know. We, we were like, well, I can help you here. I can help you here. I have this license. I have this thing. But how do we narrow down that niche? How do we get that? That's part of what being overwhelmed yeah. is about is having yeah. so many things. So what is it that you're selling? Yes. So I coach, consult, and advise nine to fivers on how to build their profit producing purpose-driven business, even with a demanding day job. That's Ooh. what I do. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? That easily describes who it is that you're helping, what yeah. it is that you do, right? And and that's that's simple and to the point. Okay, so break it down for me. Nine to yes. five. Yeah, so such, and that is, you're getting to the point of what I, you know, another thing that I teach my clients in terms of being efficient and what is that you're sharing out into the world is the who, the what, and the how, right? So the who, for me, is nine to fivers. Who do I help? I help nine to fivers looking to build their business, right? Not nine to fivers looking to switch a career to another job, not nine to fivers looking to, I don't know, travel the world, or whatever, but maybe they are, but through their business, through entrepreneurship. What problem do they have? They are miserable at work right? They are, you know, not liking their Mondays. They hate their Mondays. Essentially in summary, they hate their Mondays. They look forward to every weekend so that they don't have to deal with the week. 
Mm. Right. And it's sort of just like avoiding life. How do I help them? I guide, I give you the resources and tools and tips that you need to ensure that you are building your business as successful as profitable as it can be, right? While you have your J job so that you don't have to worry about the whole, oh my goodness, like what am I gonna do? Like all that fear stuff. Build a business while doing your day job. And then when it's time and when you're ready, you will then quit the day job and then you will get your business going even further. So, okay. So uh, that's powerful. Who, what, uh, what did you say exactly? You who, said, what, who, how, what, yeah. and how, right? Yeah. So knowing that, knowing who, knowing what, knowing how that does so many different things. First of all, it, it literally keeps your eye on the ball, right? So now you know exactly your direction that you're going in. You know who you're talking to. That's super important because we're going to get into something here. Once you start a business, you're invisible to the entire population. Nobody knows you exist when you have a new business, right? We assume something like, I, and I say this all the time, somebody gets a real estate license and they're like, I got my license. And they think the world is going to come to them mm -hmm. and give them all kinds of business. They don't realize that they're invisible. So you're going to have to begin to do a little bit of marketing, getting in front of people and telling them what it is you do. Do you cast a net to the entire world and say, this is what I do? Or do you fine tune that message and speak directly to that person that you're trying to get in front of? You speak directly to the person you're trying to get in front of, right? And you touch on a great point as well, too. When people, what happens is that some people are like, well, like, oh my God, I just started my business. I'm killing the game now. They quit their job. And it's Ooh. like, no. Like, what, what do you, like, no. That's not how that works, right? And the thing is that you just lead yourself into financial stress, right? So in terms of the thing I tell people, focus on who it is that you're serving. Because a big problem that people have, new entrepreneurs have, and I see it when my clients first come to me in my accelerator, is that they'll say, I was like, who do you target? Everyone. Everyone mm -hmm. can benefit. Everyone can benefit, but you don't target everyone. No, 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 no. Right? And what ends up happening, it's kind of like this weird, like, contrast. It's like, you know, in the riches and the niches, what they say, right, in business. Mm -hmm. And so I remember for me, when I was like first heard it, I was like, what do you mean speaking to one person speaks to everyone? That doesn't make any sense. It works, folks. It's magic. Um, you speak <laughs> to one group of people, right? One subset of the pot, one subset of everyone right? And you will attract people around you. And so like, for example, in my business accelerator, like I said, I focus on people with nine to five who are building their business, but I also get people who are full-time entrepreneurs because they also have trouble with their hustle, right? And so at the same time, but my focus, I always say coach, consult, advise nine to five specifically, right? But I also get people who are also outside. But you said something really important right there. Who you're talking to is specifically those nine to fives who are looking to start that side hustle. Just because you're speaking to that person in your marketing messaging, in your in your every single pitch, that's who your ideal customer mm -hmm. is, doesn't mean that other people won't hear it, right? It doesn't mean yeah. that that full-time entrepreneur doesn't, doesn't benefit from what you have. It's just when you know who your customer avatar is, it allows you to really focus in that attention. Now, if anybody else comes in on, on the peripherals, that's all gravy. That's great, yeah. right? That's yeah. beneficial. But you know exactly who you're talking to. And I know we're going to get these uh, these other questions like, well, yeah, but but what about there's so many people that we're leaving behind. We're excluding so many people when we don't talk to them. How do you, how do you combat that kind of argument? I, it's one of those things where you're excluding them, yes, but you're also not excluding them in terms of you are thinking that you are giving them the opportunity to understand better what it is that you do. If that makes sense, it's you are, and that takes a little bit more backing. But essentially, in being specific, you allow them to rotate and see. Okay, so she works with, for example, she works with nine to fivers and building their business. Okay. Like in that case, are you then a 
Okay, so she can help the nine to five and she can help me as a full-time entrepreneur. Okay, great. Awesome. All right, cool. Right. And sort of just like this this interesting psychological thing that happens where people can just orient themselves better versus if you say everyone, it's like, okay, I guess you're not really like help you just like, what do you mean everyone? Like it's like kind of like a doctor being yeah. like the generalist versus the neurosurgeon, right? If you want help with your brain, you're gonna go to a neurosurgeon. Right. And if you want help with everything, you'll go to generalists, but you're going to you're not going to trust the generalist as much as you would trust like the nurse. James brings up a good point here. So you're niched. You know exactly who you're talking to. Now, James asked the question, are you looking for nine to fivers in a specific in, in industry? At what point are you getting too niche? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. At what point that. is that yeah. going to happen? <laughs> and essentially, it's that at what point you get too niche is the point where you find yourself just doing something you don't want to do if that mm. makes sense, right? And what do I mean by that? To answer James' question, do I focus on a specific industry? I do not focus on a specific industry. Why? Because my expertise is in problem solving with different industries, right? I have a client who's a digital marketing consultant. I have a client who's a life coach, client with a t-shirt, apparel, e-commerce business, right? And the thing is, in my experiences in consulting Fortune 500 companies in different industries from consumer packaged goods, to nuclear manufacturing, to retail, to all that jazz, right? I had those experiences and I had those like that knowledge for a reason. And so I like niche out to nine to fivers, right? Looking to build their business. Cause, and I was like, great, wonderful. Right. And the thing is when I find myself, if I was to focus on specific industry, I know I would be miserable. I would be bored. I'd be miserable. I would not like what I was doing. Like, honestly, and that's honestly what then in the day it is, right? Because it's, I'm doing this business. I'm doing your business catalyst, right? To not only help other people, but also to like feel good about my day. Like I want to like my Monday. So, you know, like, and then that's what it comes down to, right? And so you are niching down too much if you're at the point where you have a business that you just don't want to do. All right. Well, let's let's talk about your your uh, stint in, uh, in in corporate America. Now, you you have you have your degree in in some very organized type of field, right? I mean, when when we talk math, we're talking you know getting things super organized. Engineers mm -hmm. tend to have the. I mean, there's precision that you want in an engineer. You don't want kind of rough estimates. <laughs> Uh, so, so when you're, when you're sitting down, uh, and talking to your clients, how much of what you did in corporate America and what you learned in that space comes into what you're teaching them today? Yeah. So in terms of a lot of, I say a lot of it comes into play in that I am seeing the big picture of how do Fortune 500 companies run, right? So I'm always putting that into context and perspective. And then I bring that to the solopreneurs who are Fortune 500 companies, but they're trying to be Fortune 500 companies, right? And so they'll say, oh yeah, but you know, this person does like, you know, they're on 15 million platforms. Yeah. Because they have 15 million people. You mm -hmm. are one person. <laughs> like you are one person. So do not be the 15 million platform person, right? You are one person. So act like one person, right? And the thing is that I work with ambitious people, ambitious people and ambitious people. You want to do a lot. You want to, you want to get it all done. Right. But there's only so much time and energy that you have. And you need to understand that you need to appreciate that. So a lot of essentially the Fortune 100 com company like context that I bring about it is that yes, that company does work in that way. And you will get to that point right? But how did they get there? They started out small. They focused. They niched. They, you know, like Facebook. How did Facebook start out? In a college dorm with college students. That was their niche. College students was their niche. Now everyone and their grandma is mm -hmm. on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when you look at big companies, that's really, they all started out niching. They all started out with a specific focus around specific area, right? And then they expanded and they grew and they added a new product. Even my e-commerce people, Right, even my e-commerce people, where you're like, yeah, I have an e-commerce store. The biggest mistake I see with e-commerce stores is they try to launch like 15 million products at the same time. 
<laughs> and it's it's like they, they try to launch Amazon today versus yes! Amazon when it started, right? Because exactly. remember, you remember Amazon being at the beginning, right? You went to Amazon to buy a book, right? That's you didn't it, go to Amazon right? to buy everything else. You went to Amazon to buy a book. Now they got really good at distribution. They got really yeah. good at online and at, at e-commerce, and they branched down into other things. But you're you're exactly right. I mean, all those examples are the same type of thing. Now, how do you curve the uh, ambition? You have entrepreneurs that jump into the space and think, "I'm going to make." millions of dollars and they think they go from zero to a million in a week right that yes, doesn't that happen is. right that yes. does not happen now i was listening to a billy jean uh podcast today and he had inter interviewed this guy who's out here knocking down coaches knocking down people who sell courses because he's mm -hmm. saying look everything you can learn you can learn from a book you don't really need uh somebody who's been there done that to kind of get you through that and i can understand kind of where he's coming from in the sense of yes there's a lot of information in a book but having that mentor, having somebody to keep you in line, mm -hmm. having somebody who's already done what you want to do is a huge value add. Now, it doesn't necessarily curve that ambition. So when you step into that line, when you're talking to that nine to fiver who's like, look, I just want to quit my job. I'm ready to burn these ships. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do this thing and I, I'm ready to quit. What do I do? How do you curve that ambition for them? How do you put them, give them a reality check without knocking down their confidence? Yeah, so that goes into the life coaching part of what I do. <laughs> so I do a lot of my, <laughs> my clients call me their business strategy, life strategy, project manager. Um, and essentially it's the life coaching part of it is I say, okay, I walk them through the scenario at the end of the day. I walk them through the scenario. That's really what I do. And I'm like, okay, so you quit your job tomorrow. Then what's going to happen? Okay, right. And then usually it's up. I always revolve it around. All right, great. So you're gonna you're gonna pay the rent how? Okay, cool. And then your kids, how are you gonna feed them? Okay, great. And then right. And then especially like, well. And it usually ends up ending on the perspective of, well, I'll just get another job. It's like, so you just gonna get another job, but you just already have a job. So then you're just gonna end up in the same place. But you know, so it's like, why why are you quitting your job then if you're gonna end up in the same place? Right. And the thing is, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Right. So I just walk through the scenario because sometimes people just need to walk through the scenario. Right. It's very easy to get in your head in the moment of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. Woo. Right. And you saw that six steps to a million workshop. Maybe they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to get 100 figures, 100, 100 K in like four weeks. And you're like, yeah, that's me. And you I don't think it means what you think it means. Exactly. I don't think it means what you think it means. Like, yeah. Pump your brakes, dude. Like, relax. Re reality at some point has to set in. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is that what they don't tell you in that workshop is that they actually spent six years getting to that 100K in four, in four weeks, right? They spent, they used their best friend's email subscriber list that had 100,000 people on it, right? Or they have been, this is their sixth business. You know, that's when they got the 100K in four weeks because of the six business that they did, right? That's mm -hmm. what they don't tell you. And you need to understand that and preach. So I also will bring that to my clients as well, too. Um, we're like, listen, here's the thing. It's just a reality check, right? It's a reality check of the here and now and where you're at. And it's very easy, especially as a nine to fiver, when you're in that stage where you're building that business to say, man, if I just didn't have this job, I have so much more time to just build this business. I was in that space too, right? I was like, yeah, I have so much more time. But then I had to realize, like, I live my life with time as my best friend. Like, mm. time was not my issue, right? Time is not your issue, right? In your business and building your business. Time is not your issue. It's what you're doing with that time that you have. That's the issue. It's the fact that you're deciding to binge watch a Netflix show versus spending eight hours on your business, right? That's the mm. issue, right? It's not, it's not that, you know, you need more time. Right, it's what you're doing with the time that you do have, and how it is that you're spending it with your business. You can't handle the truth. 
Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Okay. So if I only have so many hours in a day, right? I'm working my nine to five. That's eight hours gone. I got to sleep for another like six. I'm down to 14 hours. I got 10 hours left. I got a family maybe. So, you know, I'm down to like you know, a few hours here and there. I, I got to get my, my sleep in. So maybe it's, it's instead mm-hmm. of six, it's like eight. Okay. Realistically, you got four to six hours left in a day, right? Four yeah. to six hours left in a day for you to be productive what is the best thing that I should be doing with my four to six hours? Like some of these fundamentals that I should be working on in order to grow my side hustle. Great question. Yeah. I mean, I, this is also one of my specialties um, in terms of helping people get stuff done. I, I remember one of my clients, she's a single mother of three and we literally found 18 hours in her schedule during the week to get stuff done in her business. She does like, she actually like makes the products um, as well too. And so but with that being said, what do you do in those four to six hours? You focus and you be consistent right? Another issue with ambition, another issue with entrepreneurs, new start entrepreneurs starting out that I see is the shiny, what they call, what we call the shiny object syndrome, where you're sitting here and yes, on the one end, you have all these wonderful ideas. You start the business and then all of a sudden 15 million more ideas come. They just, they just keep coming. You're like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. I can do this. I can do that. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do this lead magnet. Yeah, I'm gonna do this book. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, right? And the thing is that in doing that, you're not focusing on anything. You're just starting a whole bunch of stuff, but not finishing anything. Hmm. Right. So the first thing I tell people, I have a parking lot, I have a parking lot list. So when that great idea comes, you say, oh, my God, thank you, self, for having that great idea. And you put it in the parking lot. Right. You put it in the parking lot because it is a not is a it is a idea that will happen later. Not right now. It is a hmm. it's not right now. Right. So have that parking lot. And then with that being said, what do you do on the present time? And the guilty, guilty, <laughs> guilty. guilty. Like, I mean, it, it, it's everybody. It's not it's not just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny because when you hear stuff like this, right? When when you hear other entrepreneurs telling you this, like you gotta understand, ladies and gentlemen, you're not alone. Like you're not the only one going through this type of thing. This happens to everybody, no matter what level of success. We're all distracted by something. We all have a vice. We all have Netflix accounts. We all have something Most that's gonna distract clubhouse. us. Yeah. Clubhouse, <laughs> right? And I'm not saying Clubhouse is a bad thing. I learned a lot of stuff. But you can easily get that time suck out of you. That is mm-hmm. that is energy. That is focus. That is gone. All right, sorry. I just I just had to jump no, in there because no, I mean that I like it. I, I, I think it. people are like, oh yeah, that's that's that person. That's that person. No, dude, look in the mirror. Take like take a deep yes. look in the mirror. I promise you, you can lie to everybody else. You cannot <laughs> lie to yourself. Look deep yeah. in your eyes. You'll see it. Yeah, I remember I was speaking to a client and she mentioned she's like, I'm insulted. You told me that, and I was like, Are you insulted because it's not true? Are you insulted because I handed you a mirror? Like, what What are you insulted by, right? Like, and so, but anyways, but to that point, though, there's a, what should you should do in the four to six hours during your day, right? Put those ideas, those great ideas you have, parking lot. Okay, cool. Now, what do you do in the present time? What I have to tell people is in any given, I like to, because I remember what I was doing, it's very easy as an entrepreneur, right? You have this vision. You like, oh my God, I want to conquer the world or whatever it is you want to do, right? You had this vision. Right. And the thing is that each day you're measuring yourself against that vision. Mm. So what ends up happening is you feel behind. You feel like you're not making progress. You're like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't be a business owner. What am I thinking? Like, oh, this launch didn't go well. Oh, you know, this, that and the other. Right. And unfortunately, that then causes you to be even more in the like all over the place. Right. With the shiny object and the new idea and all that stuff. And what needs to happen is that you need to just focus on the right now and the present moment. And so what I decided to implement in my business like a few years back, and what I then share with my team is the green light, red light, yellow light, right? So Mm -hmm. in myself, I was like, okay, let me just work month by month (laughs) 
And I was like, month by month, right? Let's, yes, we had the big vision. We had the big dream, right? We're going to empire community centers around the world. It's going to be great. Great. But in the present moment today, right? <laughs> we want we want 8,000 members in a group and we want this amount of people in the summit, et cetera, right? But essentially present moment today, month by month, what is working, right? So like end of February, like, let's say it's middle of February now, but end of February, what is working right now in my business? What has been working? Great. That's a green light. I'm going to keep on doing that, right? When a lot of entrepreneurs, they have something that's working, but then they just stop doing it because it's not moving them in the path that they want to in their vision and what they think. It's not going quick enough. It's like, you know, it's not get, it's not get rich quick too much. So they're like, Ooh, let me move. That's All no. Right. Okay. Let me hover on that because what's working, right? So what's working, what, what you're describing here is, as I'm listening to you is developing routines and habits that are, that are productive, right? That are, mm-hmm. that are moving you in the direction that you want to go in. These are the things that you're going to focus on when you, when you describe working, you're saying this is a habit that's good. That's moving your business towards your vision. You should yes. continue to do that. Here's yes. the problem that I, that I fall into. And I know a lot of people do too, is we start to develop routines and habits that keep us busy, but not productive. Yes. Right? And, and that's, how do we know the difference between the two? You know, and that's where the, the system comes in, right? Because the red light is what's not working, right? Because a lot of people, it's an, oh, a pet peeve of mine is when people use the word, I'm busy, I'm busy, it's a whole situation. But point being, is that you're busy, but are you moving forward? Mm-hmm. right are you just jogging in place you're jogging but are you just like are you going anywhere with that jog or are you just like jogging place right and what happens is that a lot of entrepreneurs they're, they're jogging and they're jogging in place right but they're busy oh my god right but the thing is you need to focus on the things that are actually moving you forward so that's where the green light comes in in terms of what's actually working for your goal right what is okay maybe you had a goal to get you know you started a facebook ad and you wanted to get 300 people into your group for the month you get to the end of the month you got 150 people that doesn't mean it's not working you still got 150 people in the group right mm-hmm. and so keep going with that ad but now you got to figure out okay what part of it wasn't working was it the image was it the the wording was it the you know try out different things test that out cool yellow light is what's the one new thing you're going to try out though don't just switch everything up don't don't just switch the whole entire ad don't just switch, like right what is the one thing, right? And this is what I learned in my engineering degree in science and math, right? One one thing that, one variable. Change one, one variable. variable. <laughs> one variable. <laughs> that's what they teach you in the science fair. You, one variable. You change one variable, right? And at a time. And that's what it comes down to. You change one variable at a time, right? You don't change. You don't just like squash your whole entire business because the one thing didn't work out. Like it didn't get you to the 100K in four days that you wanted, mm-hmm. right? No. If it got you to the 5K, that was good. Now you got to learn a lesson, tweak it, and then try it again the next time, right? And that's how you get to the focus and consistency. And the thing is, at one point, you will get bored. If you're doing this right, you're going to get bored at some point in time. You will. Because you'll be doing stuff where it's the same and constant and consistent. So you will get bored at some point in time, right? But that's okay. That means that you're actually like being productive. You're actually moving in your business. And how you can make it fun, you can decide to add in another yellow thing into innovation, right? Add in another mm. yellow thing. And that's what it comes out to. I like that. I like that. Cause it, you know, it's funny when you, when you are in the midst of it, you talk about getting bored on some of these habits. Some of the things that we do on a daily basis, uh, when, as an entrepreneur, they're not entertaining and they get boring because you get good at them. Right. Yes. But, here's, but here's the thing about testing things out, right? This is where you accidentally go viral and it's, it's, and it, you know, people are going to look at it and say, Oh, he got lucky, but they didn't see this test, this test, this <laughs> test, this test. And then that one hit. 
right? Yeah. And when that one hit, when you get it right, it feels amazing. And then you're like, okay, now I know this formula. I'm going to replicate it, replicate it. People don't become successful overnight. They're grinding a lot of these things out. Mm -hmm. They're testing a lot of these things out. And they, they are grooming not only the processes in their business, they're grooming themselves. They're becoming yes. the person they need to become in order to have the success that they want to have. It's not something that just is given to them. A lot of people don't understand that if you're giving a lot of money when you're not ready to be, uh, to, uh, to understand how cash flow works, it's going to go through your fingers. You're going to spend it much faster yeah. than you ever had it. It will yeah. amplify the problems that you have. So you need to gradually become, and this is why those habits and routines are so important. It's really kind of boring when you really look at it. <laughs> Because you're, you're really trying to figure out how am I going to use my day yeah. effectively. And once you figure out little things, then then it's kind of like, well, this is just what I do, right? It, yes. But, but you've become stronger. You've become a better individual. What have you noticed yeah. as, as your clients start to grow? I noticed like there's one guy I think of when I had a question. It's, I noticed that like one client was telling me, I'm not ping pong as much as I used to. I've been more productive, right? She, that's what she was saying, right? I have another client who like literally, she just, she just thanked me like 15 million times on the phone, right? And we were just reminiscing how literally, and this was, this happened this week. Two and a half months ago, we were on the phone and she was like, Vanessa, I don't think I can do this business. Like I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> she's a mother of two two twins and she's doing this business setting example for her kids. And she also has a day job, demanding day job for as a <laughs> big time project manager in a Fortune company. And she's like, Vanessa, like, I just, you know, I was like, what did you do in November? She's like, yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't market anything. I just, I'm just wrapping up my clients' work. Like, I just, you know, I, you know, yeah, it's just too overwhelming. Da, 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 da. Two and a half months ago, that's what she was saying. And now today, this week, we just hired someone on her team on in her business, right? Now she has someone helping her out unpaid because he was like, I'm going to just volunteer to help you out, right? She has refer she's literally having to like pause her clients because she's getting so much referrals that it's like she doesn't know what to do with them, right? Into her business, right? And the money's just coming in and literally she each month she's reaching the next 1000 mark. It's like now she's at the 3000 mark and it's just like, the it just keeps on getting closer into her, like eventually quitting her job, right? And that's what ends up happening is that you just feel like you're, Things are just moving along smoothly and flowing, right? And, and you are having this confidence that you can get things done. And it's a matter of getting you in that state, right? You can, mm -hmm. ladies and gents, you can do it. You can yeah. do it. It is not easy and it's not, you know, it's, it's, it will take work. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that it doesn't take any work, mm -hmm. but here's the thing that people do not realize. Like I get, I get told this all the time. You work too much. No, I don't. I actually like what I'm <laughs> yes! doing, right? Oh it, 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 it changes your perspective. Trust me, people People who are looking from the outside in are going to say things to you that are going to knock you down because they love you. They don't want you to quote unquote work so hard. That's because they're nine to five. They hate going to. They don't realize that yours, you would do it all day long if you possibly could, right? Yeah. So you got to understand where, you know, where these commentary is coming from and, and how you're doing things. Once you figure out what it is you love to do and you learn to monetize that, it's a whole different ball game. Now you're just now now you're hooked. It's almost like a drug. Like you can't not do what you love to do. So, <laughs> yeah. Vanessa, we're yeah. heading towards the end of our time. You have so much energy. You have so much information. I can't believe you jam-packed it into 30 minutes. You just <laughs> barely scraped the surface. But can you let our audience know how they can get a hold of you so they can get organized so they can start looking at their position in life and decide this isn't where I want to be. Check it out. Rich Dad Poor Dad was right. There are more opportunities out here. How can I get in contact with Vanessa? Yeah, so I actually have a business boot camp coming up next week, but I also do regular business boot camps, consistency. 
on Facebook, Focus, um, and it's in my group. So I just I have over a thousand members, ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs, and my skyrocket your side business with Vanessa Zami group. You're welcome to join that group in a ten-hour boot camp where we're actually going to be focusing this time around on underwhelming your overwhelm. And I go live every single evening with the same energy. It's great. I run on water and sleep. It's great. Um, but anyways, uh, yes. And so you're welcome to sign up for that bootcamp.vzami.com, or you can go to the link at the bottom of the screen here, vzamy.com. Perfect. Vanessa, thanks for coming on the show. Just amazing. It's it's rare that uh, that we get people that have as much energy as you do. I usually get told you have I have the energy and brings them up. This time I was like, damn, I'm falling behind. I need to step up my game. This girl's like, she's a firecracker, man. Uh, but I had fun. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, you heard it. It's Friday. Are you were you looking forward to today? Because the weekend is here. By the way, some of you already started the weekend as a four-day weekend. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Like you got to look in the mirror again. Look in the mirror. Just decide what it is you want to do. If this is yeah. if what you're doing right now is not making you happy, you need to make a change. Believe me, there are people that I know that make quarter of a million dollars a year and hate what they do every single day. And I know people yeah. who make like thirty thousand a year and love waking up every single day. It's not about the money. Find that happiness. That's really what it's all about. And lastly. Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out to my daughter. Happy birthday. She turns 12 today. So Mila, oh, happy yay. birthday. Love you so much. And uh, now it's time to go have some cake and ice cream. So we're going to go yes. do that. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you again for being on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again next week. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.